0: What are you guys doing right now? Are you shopping? Are you working? Are you driving? Are you thinking about the holidays? Whatever you're doing. I just want you to know, I was kind of thinking about the holidays. It's it's hard not to when you work on 6th Avenue and 48th Street, where Fox has the most beautiful Christmas tree right in front of the building, lights up and down 6th Avenue, not to mention Radio City has the most sparkling, wonderful tree ever. Ever. Uh, but i got I got in the mood and and I started to think about how we have this guest today, and it became evident to me that it was kind of appropriate We're coming up on christmas, and while you guys know I'm Jewish, I'm not Christian. I love the story of the birth of Jesus. But when I think about it, I also think a lot about the story of his parents, Joseph and Mary. Pregnant with no money, they found a way to bring their baby into the world. I mean, in other words, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You get my theme here with with this podcast? (laughs) Work with me here, okay? Because when I'm doing these inspirational podcasts, I'm always sort of, just to let you in on my thought process, I'm always looking for themes and analogies with the modern-day stories we bring to you. And okay, this one might be a stretch with the, the Mary and Joseph thing, but there are some similarities. Again, work with me, people. In 2018, my guest today found herself pregnant with no salary. While trying to build a business that had sprung from her need to solve a problem, I bet actually a lot of you have, for years she constantly suffered from stomach issues, bloating, gut discomfort, cramping. I mean, even after multiple doctors and medications later, nothing worked. So she turned her kitchen into a lab and began mixing up concoctions with one primary ingredient she had read might just be the right elixir. Fast forward to today and gang Allison Ellsworth's homemade concoction Poppy can now be found at Whole Foods Sprouts Kroger Target and a host of other grocery stores around the nation and now in Canada but but here's the really exciting part it's now the number one selling soda on Amazon you have to hear her story Allison welcome to everyone talks to Liz
1: Thank you for having me. And wow, what an intro. I'll take it.
0: (laughs) So you're not thinking I'm I'm really stretching it here with with Mary, Joseph and Jesus. But I I swear I was thinking pregnant, no salary. It's Christmas. Let's let's try and make a connection here. You know, you're already my hero after the pregnant with no salary part. But wow, all this done by a girl from Dallas, Texas, who had been working in the oil and gas industry before turning into a soda maker. What were you doing back then?
1: No, it all goes kind of together. And it was I was traveling for about seven years on the road working in oil and gas research. And that's on the road where I didn't feel good with all of those things that you said earlier. And that's when I met my husband and it kind of was just wearing on me. And we decided to move back to Texas and start a family. And within a few months, you know, like you said, I was pregnant. I discovered drinking apple cider vinegar could just really reset and detox my body and make me feel a lot better. But there was a problem that it didn't taste very good. So I had to solve that.
0: And so what was that first attempt like? You're in your kitchen and you're thinking, how do I make apple cider vinegar straight, right? Straight apple cider vinegar tastes good.
1: Yeah, and that is definitely not something you think of tasting good when it comes to apple cider vinegar. And so I wanted to create something that was healthy and tasted good. I, did, I could have easily just added sugar and juice and done, you know, to make what I think a lot of people do taste good is add a lot of sugar, but I wanted it to be healthy. And I used my husband as a Guinea pig and we came up with the first version of poppy, but I was real fruit, right? I fused the ingredients. I had tried to steep. I was simmering. I was doing all sorts of different things that <laughs> kind of landed on where we're at today.
0: What were some of your early attempts and failures?
1: You know, I think what I've learned through this and the formulation process is people want flavors they're familiar with. I think some of the first flavors I had, I think I had like orange cinnamon and lavender lemon. And, you know, I think one of our more popular ones that's still there today is our raspberry rose. But I find now we have orange, we have grape, we have root beer. So that was like one of those things that, you know, listening, it doesn't have to be super fancy. You want something that, you know, just tastes good and
0: people recognize. Well, you were doing this for yourself initially. And and what were you doing? You'd create it and you'd put it in, in jars and, and it was in your refrigerator. And at, there's there's that moment where you say, oh, somebody else should try this and then they like it and then more people try it. When was that moment where you went from I'm doing this for myself to we might have something here? You
1: know, after creating... In my kitchen, I I had a neighbor who was having some similar, you know, problems as I was. And she came over, she's like, Can you make some for me? And I put it in a mason jar and I gave it to her. And the next week, she's like, Can I have more of that? I saw a huge difference. And then my (laughs) husband was drinking it. And it was like this thing I was like, Holy crap, like I can share this with people. It's not just like me being crazy over here. And so (laughs) I, I just fell in love with it and I wanted to share it with every, everyone. And, and it's interesting because I never thought I would start a beverage company. I was like, I'm going to do this. It was I found something that I loved and I wanted to share it with others. And that's when I went to the farmer's market and I was hustling on the weekends and I was just bottling it in my kitchen at home and getting it out to as many people as possible. But looking back, like, wow, I don't know if I could do it again. It was it was quite Mm. the hustle.
0: Well, that that is a point that we like our listeners to, to wrap their minds around. When you talk about selling at the farmer's market, to me, this brings back one of our early podcast guests, Dave of Dave's Killer Bread. He was an ex-con. He started working at his family's bakery once he got out of prison and he mixed up a bunch of healthy grains and he decided to call it Dave's Killer Bread and he would sell it in the Oregon farmers markets. And he said that, he was scared because people were rushing back toward uh his little stand, and he thought he had done something wrong, and they said, "No, we're bringing back friends. We want more of this so you give me your first sort of experience at the farmers' market when you were selling this,
1: yeah, we have something a little similar where we would make it, we would sell out, and week after week, we kept selling out, you know, we were working through the week to make it, selling through the weekend, right we'd I'd quit my job at that point, had had gone all in. Um, and within about three to four weeks of being there, one of the Whole Foods buyers, she was there, you know, shopping with her mom, not there on business. She goes, Look, I never do this. Your your booth is crowded, but something like this needs to be in Whole Foods. We don't have anything like this. She handed me her card and I looked at my husband, I said, We're doing this. I believe in this. You are gonna quit your job too. And he's like, Whoa, 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 oh. you're pregnant, you don't have a job, and we just bought a house. And I was like, and we're going to take our life savings and we're going to do this. And, you know, it was such a moment that we're like, oh, we're going to do this. But then, you you know, fast forward a few years, that got us into a point where he was having to work a second job. Our air conditioning on the car broke in Texas with 120 degree weather. We're outside in the farmer's market with 120 degree weather. We are bottling in our warehouse with it's just it was such like a crazy time on food stamps with the family and just. None of it mattered, though, because we were doing something that we believed in and that we loved, and, and we were seeing success along the way.
0: This is amazing. You were on food stamps. You were doing every single thing you could to build this. That that takes a lot of guts, especially the fact that your husband quit his job, too, to help build this company. It was. Uh, th- yeah, you know, th- there's got to be a long conversation before something like that.
1: You know, I always say a lot of entrepreneurs, they have to be a little bit of crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, that's definitely who I am. And I think that he supports in that entrepreneurial spirit. I think we both have it in like what we wanted to do. To be, but I am definitely the crazier one, and we balance each other because he's the one. It's like, okay, let's let's talk about this. Make a spreadsheet. Let's get a business plan together. And I'm like, screw it. Let's go two feet in. Let's you know, it's easier to go to the other side of the pool than than to go back. So, I think it was a great combination. And I always tell people like, if you are in that situation, it's so much better when you have a partner to do it with because when you're doing this stuff alone, like the highs are high and the lows are low. Right.
0: Right. And you need somebody to cheer you on when you're down. And then when that somebody is down, you cheer them on. Uh, I'm thinking of the title of Sir Richard Branson, who's the ultimate entrepreneur, his book, Screw It, Just Do It. And you just said that you, you just have to dive in. You, you just have to do it. This is Everyone Talks to Liz, and we will be right back. Uh, Okay, so let's get back to the apple cider vinegar and the original flavors that you were selling at the market. And I assume that this Whole Foods buyer tasted one of these flavors?
1: Yes, and she loved it. And she worked really closely with us over the next 10 months. We uh, definitely opened our own manufacturing facility in Dallas, Texas. We got on shelf at Whole Foods We started gaining more stores locally. And it got to the point where we needed investment. And naturally, what you do in America is you go on Shark Tank. So that was one of the things I was actually pregnant with our second. I saw on Instagram a thing pop up in three days. Come try out for Shark Tank. We went and we stood in line for eight hours and just pitched our little hearts out and we made it to the next round and made it to the the next round. And it was six months later standing um, on Shark Tank.
0: Through all of this, before you got on television, (laughs) are you thinking to yourself, how long can this possibly last? I mean, there were some dark nights you talk about, low points. What were they? You know, At what point did you get scared?
1: You know, I think we had interest before we decided to go on Shark Tank with with investment. We were we were shaking and moving in Dallas, but it it wasn't big enough. Right. We didn't have a national footprint. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like you either we either find investment or we close and we don't do this anymore. And that I feel like was a a really crazy time because it was more on my husband. He's like, I don't know how much longer we can sustain this. Right. It's that it is that pivotal point. And in my head it was like no we are doing this and i never had that doubt even though that conversation was had it was still really hard to kind of like i even like think think about about it sometimes of like wow what if we didn't we almost shut the doors like or what if we would have taken investment from someone that couldn't have opened so many doors to shark tank but i think that's a, a big lesson learned is is that a lot of people take on I don't know they call it like dumb money right where it's like yeah you take the money but it's no relationships no helping with manufacturing no you know all these things and back then I think we almost made that mistake and it would have been you know we wouldn't be here today
0: Allison you you talked about when the air conditioning in the car broke what kind of cutbacks in your household budget you know you had two kids you were raising what sacrifices did you guys make during this time
1: You know i kept saying you know let's let's just work another farmer's market or get the ac fixed and my husband was like no we don't need it i don't want to spend money on that we have to have like this rainy day fund he's really big on savings and i will never forget how angry was when it was like july it's hot texas like we were saying and he wouldn't let me turn like the ac on he's like we just it's just a little longer that's just kind of what you tell yourself you're like just a little bit longer you just you go a little bit longer each day Mm. um and, you know, it's just staying positive throughout all of it. But I think that, like I said earlier, I don't know if I could do it again, but I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, I probably would. <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah.
0: knowing what you know, you would never Wouldn't regret. You would never regret what you have done. Well, so y- y- there were difficult times just trying to get there. And then there was some luck thrown in. But after waiting eight hours in line for Shark Tank and making it through so many rounds— Rohan Oza, who was one of our first guests on Everyone Talks to Liz a couple of years ago. I've known him for years when he was just starting out. And he was the one who made the investment in you. And that was, I'm sure, amazing. But what was the first thing that you felt needed to change once you had Rohan as as sort of a partner?
1: Rohan, I mean look he's the best partner that we could have gotten on shark tank he's a beverage guy for anyone that doesn't know Bye. and he opened so yep. many doors so many doors for us and the first thing he ever said to us he said look you have a fantastic founder story your liquid is gold it tastes incredible but let's be real your branding it sucks and anyone that knows rohan totally gets that he is to the point and he said we're going to do a full rebrand and at that point I was so excited to have someone to partner with. I was like, let's go, like, let's do this. And we took eight months and we stepped back and we did a full rebrand and we renamed it. It was Mother Beverage before it went to Poppy. We changed from bottles to cans and then we were ready to launch and we launched Poppy in March of 2020. You know, no big deal. Nothing else major happened that month. Um, But yeah, it was quite
0: (laughs) Ah, just a little pandemic. No big deal. And you launched, and uh, I'd love to say the rest is history, but it's not. You had to get into a whole bunch of stores beyond where you were, you know, these regional Whole Foods. But today you're in how many locations? And I know it's Target and Safeway, Kroger, Publix, uh, and we'll get to Amazon in a minute. But uh, how many locations retail are you in at this moment? I
1: think we're close to 35,000 and growing to well north of that for next year, just expanded into Canada, looking at Mexico. And keep in mind, I mean, Poppy is three and a half years old at this point. So, I mean, we're one of the fastest growing beverages in the nation, and it's definitely something that I I believed in, but there's no way I could have imagined where we're at and we are today.
0: Where did the name Poppy pop up from? (laughs) Who came up with that? Totally.
1: So Poppy is a play off of soda pop Mm -hmm. right and then um on top of it it's poppy it's bright it's fun it's energetic so we definitely had fun with that if anyone that's seen the branding that you know we have basically 11 flavors with a ton of different colors and they pop off the shelf
0: i'm looking at uh one two three four five six of the flavors now raspberry rose watermelon we've got grape we've got uh cherry limeade uh, ginger lime. I'm going to try one right here live on on the program here, right on the podcast. But uh, let me let me just say that I'm very interested in how you grow from here because you can't just rest on your laurels, can you?
1: No, it's interesting because we've made waves and, you know, you you mentioned, you know, Amazon a second ago, and we are the number one selling soda on Amazon. And we've held that spot for over a year and a half, outselling every single big soda brand there is, right? We have grown to all of these amazing places. Uh, we have 2 billion views on TikTok, right? There's so many little, little amazing things we can say, but our brand awareness and household penetration where we are is still basically nothing. Like the amount of people that know about poppy, there's still so much opportunity to get the message out for people to learn about poppy. So I think that, like, yes, we've done amazing things, but there's, like, we're just getting started.
0: Let's talk about getting Amazon to sell your drink. And then what was the mix that made it truly, if I could say, pop? Because there's a TikTok element in all of this. Talk about that.
1: So Poppy launched in March of 2020. And during that time, grocery stores were more interested with getting toilet paper on the shelf than they were really with products. And Mm -hmm. we were so blessed to have decided to go all in on Amazon from day one, right? We never wanted to do direct-to-consumer on our own website. And we launched on Amazon and maybe did $4,000 our first month. It was nothing, but we had uh, filmed an update on Shark Tank before the pandemic hit and it aired in April of 2020. And I always say, how often is everyone sitting at home But April of 2020, second month of lockdown? And it basically was one of the most viewed episodes of Shark Tank <gasps> because oh. of that. So we had a national commercial. We shot up to hit number one on Amazon's hot new product list month two. Ended up doing well over 200,000 just like right away. And we just made such like this virality within understanding being a digital first brand, month two, that I was like, oh my goodness, how do we continue this on? And the obvious thing from that was TikTok.
0: I cannot believe that Coca Cola is not number one on Amazon, that you guys are the number one soda brand on Amazon, you must wake up and think every day, oh my gosh, I remember when I didn't have air conditioning. I remember when we were, <laughs> when we were you know, squeezing two nickels together just to hope that we could make it through another day
1: yeah it's so funny because we i do pinch myself often because i mean even at this point we've we have a ton of celebrity brand fans and it's almost to the point where we're weekly having someone like a billy eilish or a kylie jenner or somebody constantly posting us even last night we had paris hilton and kathy hilton on bravo like drinking poppy it's just (laughs) it's we're to the point now where it's like every day and i still I'm shocked every day or every week.
0: Well, it says something about the health of Americans and the food that they eat that so many people do. And you don't have to suffer from bloating to love this drink, by the way. But I'm I'm glad you brought up Billie Eilish, the singer. She has had stomach issues. She's been very honest about that, right?
1: Right. she loves Poppy. She she talks about us on her lives and in interviews. So no secret there.
0: That's amazing. And and Kylie Jenner, didn't she drink something uh, one of your flavors?
1: Yeah, she loves our ginger lime and the best part is like all of it's been organic. We don't we haven't paid for any of these like partnerships, which we do have a fantastic influencer program. But I will say is what we've done. I think differently and communicated, and and how the TikTok piece even comes into it is we are building a brand, right? We're not we're more than a brand. Um, we're more than a product. We are a brand, right? And I always say it's like I want to be Nike. I don't want to be Asics. Where I want to be part of culture, and and with that, that's why we're constantly sending Poppy out. Um, we have people that want to drink it, match their makeup with it, their outfits, right? <laughs> we are truly making those waves.
0: It's amazing. All right. I'm looking right now at raspberry rose and I want people to know the ingredients because I can hear my listeners saying, well, what's in it, Liz? All right. So sparkling water, organic cane sugar, and by the way, only four grams of sugar, which you guys don't drink, Lots of sugar. So four grams in my world is not a lot. I think that's fantastic. Apple cider vinegar, organic agave, inulin, raspberry juice, natural flavors, lemon juice, stevia. Okay. That's it. 25 calories. (gasps) And it's a prebiotic, right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Not a probiotic.
1: Right. Yeah. So prebiotics and probiotics are very different. People get them confused, but you know, that's okay. There's that healthy halo, but probiotics are like living cultures and that are already in your gut. Or you hear people say, I take a probiotic pill every morning and our yogurt has probiotics, right? It's a living actual culture, but prebiotics, the easiest way to think about it is it's fiber, right? Fiber for your gut. You get fiber from all sorts of different things. I mean, you can get them from bananas, right? So poppy with, with our agave inulin in it is two grams of fiber per can. Um, And then within that, like I said, the apple cider vinegar. So we are prebiotic soda, but you need both. You want to have those healthy cultures and that fiber for a healthy diet.
0: Oh, well, I am so excited for you. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to I'm going to try one. I want you to choose the flavor if you could, Allison. I have raspberry rose. I've got the watermelon, grape, orange, cherry limeade and ginger lime.
1: Okay, I'm going to choose a cherry limeade for you. And it's so funny because I'm not typically a cherry fan. Neither am but I. I still, Neither am I. I uh oh. So I'm like, so we, I grew up in Texas. I used to spend my summers going to Sonic and I loved the strawberry and cherry limeades there. And so this one I made in a one weekend off of our, uh, you know, basically cherry limeade dupe from Sonic. And I just think it's it's so good. It's (laughs) refreshing. It's amazing. You have to try it. Okay.
0: I'm I'm cracking open the the can. Okay. Here we go. Oh, see, this is so me. Because it's not too sweet. I am constantly taking fruit juice and pouring a dash of it into sparkling water every day because I quit Diet Coke, I want to say about 19 years ago. I was just drinking too much of it, and I was worried about that. But this, I don't even have to do that anymore. I don't have to hunt down juice to throw in the sparkling water.
1: It's so funny because poppy is a full-flavored soda, right? And I think that a lot of people might be like, well, you have sparkling water flavors. But in order to be a soda, you have to be full-flavored. It's different. Yeah, it's different. You you nailed it. You nailed it.
0: Yeah, no. This is not that that sort of tiny bit of flavored water. This is a soda. It's got that punch to it, and it's it's poppy. Oh my gosh, we are so excited for you. And I want our listeners to understand something. Think about what Allison and her husband, and I guess her kids too. They were tiny. Had to go through to build this brand. But they never stopped one foot in front of the other. As we finish, Allison, what is your best advice to people who might be listening and thinking, I really, I really want to do something like this?
1: I think it goes back to the biggest reason that we're here today is our community. And I always tell people, get online, start telling your story, build that community and that base from the start. So you have a group of cheerleaders cheerleading you along the way. It's, you know, I mentioned it earlier, it's just doing this alone is not fun. Get a support system, have your community. And then I think as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of ego always involved. And I love that we've brought on such an amazing team to help us build poppy to where it is today. And that goes back to that community piece. So it's really important to me.
0: Yeah. Don't sit there and think you know everything because there are voices yep. out there who can actually give you that new lift and that new fizz and pop. It's great to hear your story, Allison. Thank you so much for sharing it. Oh, and by the way, she's got a holiday flavor, a limited edition. Tell us about that
1: so fun it's our first holiday flavor it's a cranberry fizz we're selling out quick we just did a collaboration with in beauty project with a lip gloss to match and it's just (laughs) your holiday must have
0: oh we need the lip gloss now too okay we have to test that we have to do a retail test thank you thank you thank you what a wonderful and inspirational tale thank you
1: Thank you so much. Okay, you guys, try it. I I,
0: I want to open every can here because now I want to taste the watermelon. I'm such a watermelon girl.
1: I know. Uh, I right? I, I mean, almost d- said watermelon.
0: Oh, it's so water- good. But the raspberry, I'm intrigued by the raspberry rose. I hope you guys are intrigued by the story. I hope it inspires you. And, and gives you a lift and during this holiday season I couldn't thank you more because I know you're all so busy but these are the stories when you're stuck in traffic hopefully with air conditioning in your car or or heat as it were and that you take some time to listen to our everyone talks to Liz stories they're just incredible thank you so so much once again for tuning in I'll see you next time want to listen ad free you can do it with a fox news podcasts plus subscription on apple podcasts and then amazon prime members you can listen to this show ad free on the amazon music app